Welcome to Legacy Women's Podcast, where we seek to encourage women in their relationship with God and one another through monthly conversations with the women of Cornerstone Church of Knoxville. Makers is new to Cornerstone, the women's ministry. We've only had one other workshop, which we did in the fall with floral making. So this is, uh, we've never done interior design. So this is a challenge because I wish we could go into your homes. And so we kind of made a pretend place. So we will have ladies during the course of this morning come up and share some things. And we'll have some ladies come up and do some demonstrations so that hopefully through all that, you can take little tidbits and start doing them in your homes, your apartments, your rooms today. Um, the workbook you got, if you haven't gotten one, it's in the back. And in our booklet, in the very beginning, there's a vision section. I won't read it because we can all agree on our own. But in the very beginning, it just talks about how God, the vision of all of this, what we're doing, and even the vision of makers, is that we're made in God's image. He is the ultimate creator. So he's the ultimate interior designer. Everything he designs in creation is perfect, okay? And so being made in his image, we get to share in a little bit of that creativity. Because oftentimes ladies will say, I'm not creative. I can't do this. Uh, that, that is not, I was not given that at birth. But scripture would tell us that because we're made in God's image, you do in fact have that. And sometimes I feel like it's like a muscle. You know, you can exercise it or you, or you don't. And the more you exercise just learning and trying, the better you're going to get at it. And all these ladies are going to come up. They will tell you they've made multiple mistakes. You know, they've done weird things and bad things. But through it all, you're exercising that muscle. And we're all called to that. Just not even just interior design, in building, in making, engineers, architects, they're all creators and builders. So, so the core of, or the foundation of this is that I, I hope that you'll leave thinking, I can do this because God has made me in a way that I reflect his image and he has shared that with me. And so I hope that you leave today knowing that and that encourages you. Um, what we're gonna do now is I'm gonna have a couple ladies come up and they're going to share just a little bit, and then we're going to get to more demos. So again, feel free to grab. If you didn't get to grab anything, grab something. But I'm going to have three ladies come up. I'm going to have Jennifer Wood, Karen Landis, and Adair Edwards. So if you guys will welcome them. And ladies, I have mics already on, so you just take a seat. Come and take This is our pretend living room. Um, this is supposed to be a coffee table, okay? <laughs> I know it's a console table, but we were like, this is a coffee table. So we're going to take a seat, and I'm going to just have each of you um, introduce yourself really quick. And I know I didn't ask you to do this, but if you'll introduce yourself really quick and share kind of what you're doing in your life right now, what season you're in. Jennifer? They're on, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we hear you. I'm Jennifer Wood. Um... I'm married to Michael Wood. I have three kids and 11 grandchildren. So I guess I'm in the grandchildren phase of life. <laughs> Busy with that. And what else did you ask? Me? Well, why don't you go ahead? Okay, yeah, just share that. And then we'll go and we'll go to the question. So Karen, do you want to introduce yourself? And I'm Karen Landis and married to Bruce Landis, three adult children. And uh, 
we are uh, empty nesters and um, really empty nesters because we lost our dog yesterday. Oh. So, um, and, uh, but I'm having fun with our home and this season. So, um, My name is Adair Edwards. I'm married to Jonathan. We have three little girls between four and eight. And just that's a busy time. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to ask the first question, Jennifer, if you want to answer. So the question, share briefly how the Lord has worked in your heart and life when it comes to building a home and interior decorating. And Jennifer, do you want to um, share with us? We made a big downsize about three years ago. So I went from a beautiful house in a beautiful valley right outside Knoxville to a not-so-pretty split foyer in a not-so-pretty neighborhood. And um, Michael had bought the house just to flip it. He works in real estate. And the woman he bought it from, she was taking her mom down to Atlanta, and she didn't want to mess with anything in the house. Mm. And so a lot of the furniture was left, and it was um, mid-century modern, which I know is very popular right now but not my favorite, kind of feel like mm -hmm. I've been there, done that one, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> but it worked in the house, and a lot of our furniture was too big for the house. So I did add some of our, our furniture and the things that I like to decorate, and I felt like the Lord was showing me that you don't, like your house doesn't have to be your style. It doesn't have to be pretty. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be cute or perfect in order to make it inviting and welcoming and pretty mm -hmm. and something you're comfortable in. So that's been, uh, mm -hmm. that's been a good thing for me just yeah, to, that's great. Mm -hmm. well, I guess, walk through that process. And then also, I think he kind of taught me that our idea of space here in America is like not really lines up with the rest of the world. I mean, most of the world mm -hmm. lives in so much smaller spaces than we do and we think if we don't have this you know room for this mm -hmm. we can't do that and we can't it's just like we don't really need all that space and I've decided I really like small living yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karen what would you share well uh Lillian sent us questions earlier so um I might read a little bit of mine but um I think the, with home, I've always, I think that's just the way God made me enjoying our home. And um, I was not a Christian when I started college. And then I became a Christian. And I was an art major. And um, I thought, what a place to be creative, the home. So I switched to home economics, which um, it, it doesn't include that much decorating, but it is about the home. Um, and then I just loved, and I still do, Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're fine. Um, <clears throat> so many, many years of having a home and caring for a home, we've been married 38 years, is that I've, I've seen in, that, um, I wrote that, um, I think that beauty and good design can bring dignity mm -hmm. and encouragement in an unspoken way, a deposit to someone's soul, that they are loved and valued, and especially to our families, making an investment in their lives. And um, I, even as a child, I remember 
liking somebody's home, but there was times that I really felt cared for in someone's home when it, when it was beautiful, not expensive, but just there had been care put into a home. Mm -hmm. I think my story is similar to Lillian's mm -hmm. in that I just, even as a little girl, I love reading like Southern Living magazines mm -hmm. or all these different, I used to watch the Martha Stewart show as like a second grader. <laughs> I've always loved like making and creating pretty things. Yes. Um, but it wasn't until I think we actually had kids and we started, I think when we started having kids, we started having mm -hmm. people at our home more because we couldn't go out as easily. Um, that I realized like a home can be a haven. It can be mm -hmm. like a safe, comfortable place. And so I think with that, just having more of a vision mm -hmm. for like hospitality with mm -hmm. your home and not that your home has to be perfectly beautiful, but just that it, to have it to be clean or picked up mm -hmm. or orderly, you know, or to have it also be beautiful or to have comfortable furniture to sit on, like those things can just bless the people mm -hmm. that you're having yeah, over. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll ask this question. You can just answer if you'd like to. So if you were to encourage these ladies who are desiring to make their homes beautiful and welcoming, um, what would you say to encourage her? If you could say one small thing, just a little bit of advice. If you like to, Jennifer, if you want to. Um, to decorate with what you like. Because if you're comfortable in your home, then more than likely your guests will be yeah, comfortable that's great. in your home. I think that's a great, that's a great tip. Yeah. Anyone else have anything? Um, I think become a student, you know, make it kind of your hobby where your your antenna is always up learning and you know, mm -hmm. even when you go to a restaurant analyzing, oh, they they used four different tiles in this restaurant. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> and it yeah. blends together. And so always learning. Mm -hmm. um, when the children were little, I'd go to the library. For them, I would grab a decorating book for me. Um, to look at and so just always learning and and mm -hmm. you are going to make mistakes and those are funny mm -hmm. um, and enjoyable mm -hmm. but um, you got to make mistakes to learn yeah so yeah I was going to share one thing is that I love to mm -hmm. go to other ladies homes mm -hmm. so if it doesn't feel weird and intrusive for if we're getting together I'm like can I come to your house I mean I love to people come out but it's to me it's like picking up a decorating magazine. You know, it's, because when you walked in someone's home, even when you see, a, if you see a photograph of a beautiful room, it's beautiful, but you don't know, and because I used to do photography and do uh, interior design photography, you don't know how much time it took to make it look like that. And that behind the camera is actually mounds of decor that they have switched in and out to make it perfect and the lighting. And there's probably five people. So what you see in that image, it's beautiful, but it, it's kind of fake, you know, it's not real life. For, so for to me to go into someone's home, anyone here, even if it's not a magazine, I just love to do that because I love to see the heart. You know, your heart is displayed in your home, even if things aren't perfectly picked up or whatever. You know, I've been to women's homes that there's laundry and dishes and kids, and I just love to be there. And you ask yourself why. It was because the, the heart of that woman, she just is seeking to serve you and love you. And that is a form of hospitality that that is, I think, far more than if you have a beautiful, immaculate, picked up space. So I love to go to women's homes. Um, another question is, this is where you can share some challenges. Over the years of making and building a home, what challenges have you faced and how has the Lord met you? 
Jennifer. When I first got married, just the thought of running a household was just mm -hmm. completely overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to do it. And the Lord um, gave me a mother-in-law that was very efficient and just, it was very, mm -hmm. she was kind of like June Cleaver. <laughs> uh, and her house was always, you know, in order and that. And she just really, just even more by example, mm -hmm. I think I learned a lot from her. Yeah. That's great. And then um, also, I like a neat house. Mm -hmm. That's, I feel, if my house is chaotic, I, I feel chaotic. Mm -hmm. And so for me to be at rest, I like my house in order. But of course, if you have kids, mm -hmm. your house does not stay Doesn't in happen. order. So I feel no. like the Lord really helped me find a balance between having everything mm -hmm. in order, but then still letting the people live mm -hmm. and the messes be. And if you have a husband that likes golf, you find you often have golf balls and golf clubs <laughs> around the house too, yes. part, as part of your yes. decor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> chip tiles around the sink where they wash their clubs in the sink. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh. So, uh, the, the same for me is children. Um, so we have many, many lean years. And those really, though, were fun years of experimenting mm -hmm. and um, and uh, I do have an additional story I didn't write down, but so Bruce and I lived in Atlanta. We had one nice piece of furniture, one nice bow front, small buffet, and so Bruce was going to cut some wooden shelves, and he didn't have a uh, oh, no. saw table. <laughs> I know so it's he so no. that, and he oh, cut the bow. <laughs> but in fact. We just had so much fun, poor, and it was fun. It was just hilarious. So <laughs> I just thought, you know, the, the house is horrible anyway, who cares? <laughs> so, uh, but the so thing is that uh, just, you know, are trying to make things look nice. And um, so I bought our boys a brownie mix when they were children, thinking, well, that's a good activity for them to do. And so I came up from the basement, and um, they were uh, make, mixing it up, making it on the living room couch. Because they could both get around the bowl that way. Um, so it, it took many years for us to get new couches. Um, but uh, those are precious memories mm. of that. And just that, um, loving my children more than my couches. Mm. Yeah, So I call, that's good. I call those couches that we no longer have the pizza couches because there was so much that happened to them. <laughs> um, I'm just going to read my answer for yes. this one. That, yeah. So I think my largest constraint has always been budget, whether because we didn't have money or because I didn't want to spend the money because I'm notoriously frugal. Um, it takes a lot of effort to find things that I like that I can also afford. Um, but I've learned that hunting for the perfect item is often the most fun for me anyway. And I love getting a good deal. Um, I love shopping on like Facebook Marketplace or thrift mm -hmm. stores, and um, I think that what God has taught me most, and is still teaching me, that is contentment, either with my limited budget or with my current furnishings, or with my house not ever being done. Mm -hmm. I hate like the in between, um, but it helps me to remember that I'll never be happy or content because of a possession or a remodel or a project. 
Um, Jonathan jokingly asked me before we bought this salmon pink couch that I had been wanting for a long time. He's like, will it complete you and fulfill all your desires? <laughs> I was like, no, but it, I do love it. And it honestly makes me so happy every time I walk into our living room. Um, so I think God gives us little joys mm-hmm. in these things that we're called to steward. And we can take delight in them because yes, they're good gifts from absolutely. the Lord, but they won't. Yeah, they won't make us absolutely. Um, okay, another question is: What is um, one way you could encourage us to begin to orient our hearts to the Lord's when it comes to interior design or making your spaces beautiful? Um, I feel like reading the Word and looking at all the beauty that is around us, it becomes clear that beauty really matters mm-hmm. to God, That's and great. He loves beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims His handiwork. Mm-hmm. Psalm 19.1. I just think, mm-hmm. it's like He's the creator of all, mm-hmm. and He invites us yeah. into that process, and that's Absolutely. just amazing to me yeah. that we get to play with Him in mm-hmm. our creativeness. That's wonderful. And then grab your mic. Will you grab your mic? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> they can all still hear you, but yeah, grab it anyways. <laughs> Actually, I like what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I think I kind of said something about stewardship a second ago, but I think that's the main thing I've been thinking about a lot. One, in training our kids to like take care of our things so that we don't have mm-hmm. to replace them a thousand times. But also for me to think, like, what is a steward? It's someone who takes care of something that's not their own mm-hmm. traditionally. And so this idea of all of this is from the Lord. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. So I can't, like, cling to it, you know, in my own strength, especially with children mm-hmm. and like, messing up pretty things that we mm-hmm. buy. Um, but then also... Yeah, I just it helps me like reorient my heart of like this is not mine. It is from the Lord. It's all a gift. So mm-hmm. even if it's this imperfect gift that, you know, isn't how I want it to be, it's still just a treasure. And so it helps me I think in growing in contentment. Yes. Loving that's that's well. wonderful. Okay. Let's do let's just do one more really quick. Um, what fruit have you seen as you worked hard in making a lovely home. Um, I think for me, I feel like it took me a while to figure out what my style was and mm-hmm. what I liked and stuff like that. So as I went through that process, I feel like I've discovered who more of who the Lord created me to be. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I think it's just my husband really likes our home and you know he's 100 percent masculine and right now our living room has um some pink and lavender in it and it uh in no no way compromises his masculinity um but he uh he'll just tell me i i was sitting there and i i just love that picture i just saw how the sky and this and so I love that our home ministers to my husband. And um, he's not a decorator or anything like that. But um, just that I'm so thankful that we've been able to have a home and I've been able to help create a home that it ministers to him and it's restful um, to him. And then for me, you know what? It makes me happy to finish a project and stand back and, Mm -hmm. oh, that looks okay. That looks nice. And so it's just fulfilling. And I think of the scripture, Proverbs 31, that she works with her hands in delight. So um, 
it's it's a fulfilling mm -hmm. activity for me. It warms my heart to finish a beautiful project and see other people enjoy mm -hmm. it. I think for me, it's just how the Lord has grown my love for being at home. I'm not really a homebody at nature. I'm pretty extroverted. Um, but I just love being home now. Mm -hmm. I think I, I do love our home. When we first bought it, though, I did not love our home. Um, but I think it's making it beautiful, making it peaceful. I do love order, and thankfully mm -hmm. my children seem to love it somewhat, too. <laughs> None of that's trained or disinherited. But, um, and even Jonathan, similarly, like his house growing up, I think, was always just kind of chaotic. And he has said so many times... I'm so thankful that our house is like orderly and clean. Like I can come home and I feel at rest in our mm -hmm. home. And so I think just making a home that you love to be in is important, especially for moms that are at home a lot, like just creating mm -hmm. an environment for your family to want to be together in. That's great. Thank you guys. Can we give them a hand and say thank you so much for sharing? You can just leave them on the couch. Yeah. All right. So we're going to now start working through our workbook. And then we're going to show you some fun things. So um, if you pull out your workbook, and I'll stand up so you can all see me, we're going to look. Oh, I've lost my, I knew that was going to happen. I was like, something's going to happen. Okay, so we're going to turn to page eight on the design, the design section. And if you don't have a pen, there's a pen's back there. So please grab a pen. Okay, so the best way I could think about how to walk through this without coming to your place was to think of, so I, right here in this really pretty, it, there's three R words. So if you don't, if you're out and about and you don't have your booklet, you can remember because it all starts with R. So three R things we're going to go through and it's a, a step process. And I think it's really going to serve you. So the first one would be to recognize, to re-envision and to refresh. So what we're going to do first is we're going to recognize. So what we're going to do is I want you, we're going to flip to the next page, page 10. I want you all to be thinking right now. Think of three spaces in wherever you live. Maybe you don't, maybe you just have one, okay? And then just write them down. At the bottom, there's like these three ears. Write those three down. And when you write them down, I want you to think about a couple of things. Consider, you know, we're going to work through one of these rooms. So if you have three, if you have two, this is going to help you try to pick your priority room. So I want you to think about, okay, out of these three spaces, it could be, you know, um, a mudroom, playroom, bedroom, whatever. Out of three spaces, think of what is the room that you feel like most people enter into, okay? So like out of these three problem rooms, what did, so we're gonna move that into our priority. So pretty much what room do you feel like affects most people? Maybe you don't have anyone that lives in your house, it's just you, but maybe you have people who come in. So what of those three rooms do you feel like this is a room where a lot of people are going to enter. So let's focus on that room. Okay, so circle that room. So you have three rooms or two rooms. Circle the room, and that's what you're going to think about as we walk through all of this. Okay? Um, if we flip to page 12, and I'm not reading it verbatim, so please go back through and read the little things. We're just, for time, we're just going to kind of breeze through this. On page 12, 
um, it says re-envision. So you have your room, whatever it's gonna be, okay? I'm just gonna say, I'll just say living room for me just so I can reference it. So now we're gonna start re-envisioning this room of what could be. So two questions, and I have here the two questions to think about is one, who is being served here? So who's entering here most often is what I said, or who would you like to come into this room? Maybe you would like to host more. Maybe you have neighborhood kids you'd like to come in more. And so that is kind of who you're thinking about. Um, you know, the lady shared about uh, who is most blessed when they shared earlier in their husbands or whatever. Um, so you can think now who the who in here is who the person you want to begin to study, maybe ask, you know, what is it that you enjoy? Or maybe when you watch people come and think, why is no one sitting down? You know, like ask yourself these questions like, Everyone's holding their beverage. Maybe I need something to put a beverage. You know, you just start, you have the people in, and that's the best way to figure out what is needed, is when you have the people and you kind of sit back and watch how they work in your room, you notice, because when you don't have people in, you can sit and think, oh, someone will sit here, this one, but then when people actually come in, it's different. So you kind of have to have to bring the people in and see how does this all work out, and then you can start taking note. The second question is, what's the purpose of the space? Sometimes you can take a room that used to be a living room and you can make it into a library. You can make it into a music room. So think to yourself, what do I want this room to be? How do I want it to serve other people? And as you think of those things, it's gonna help you as we move on to the next things. Um, so I have the two boxes here. You can write those things down now. Or if maybe you want more time, you want to go in your house and you want to walk around and think about it or your apartment, whatever. Um, those are really important questions to ask. Because I think oftentimes when it comes to interior design, if you look at magazines, they're not really asking those questions. They're just making it pretty, which is wonderful and beautiful. But then what happens is you're making it pretty for who yourself, just you, which is lovely to make something that's beautiful. But then, you know, you have people who maybe don't want to come in or don't feel comfortable coming in. So those are some things to think about. On the next page 13, there's a couple of things, exercises that we won't do, but I just wanted to hit a couple of things. These are things that are helpful as you start to think about once you've identified the who and the what, you can start to do these, you could do all of them, you could do some of them. One of them I have in here is declutter and edit. Maybe the first thing you could do is like, okay, what do I not use in here? Do I use this coffee table? Is, is this being used? If it's not, just take it out. If I have like a bucket of toys, but the kid's no longer playing here, well then let's move that and you know, just start to remove stuff out and then you'll see what space you have available and what it could be. I think when our rooms are full of things that are not being used, it keeps us from envisioning what the potential could be. So just take it out, move it to another room or get rid of it or carm it. Another thing is, I just call this blank canvas and I do this sometimes and it sounds really drastic because it is, but so say you take your room, the room you're thinking of, completely empty it. Take everything off the shelves, off the wall, maybe just leave key pieces of furniture and just let it sit like that for a day or two. And just kind of think, because sometimes we can have so much stuff we're used to it being there that we can't imagine, it's hard for us to think, what it, like what else could I put here? But if you move something away, you think, oh, I could hang something there. Or if you empty a bookshelf off, you could think, I could put something else there. So sometimes just removing everything helps us to see, okay, maybe I had too much stuff in here. 
and you can re-envision for something else new. Another thing is, um, a lot of people say style. My style is this, my style is that. And a lot of people think, I don't know what my style is. There's so many styles. And something that I like to do, I think it's helpful, is say if you might be in a place where you're like, I don't know what I like. I like something, I don't even know why I like it. This is a really quick exercise you can do is go into your house, your apartment, and just kind of get like a box and fill it. If you said to yourself, I have to pick up and leave or there's a fire, I can only take 10 things out of here. I, the most important, dear things, the most beautiful things, put those things in a box. And it could be anything. Just grab, really quick, grab them. It's your instinct of what you love, just you. And what you'll see, you'll lay them out, lay them out somewhere and look at them and study them. What? Why did I grab these things? Maybe you like them all because it reminds you of a memory. Maybe you start to notice, I like a lot of wood. Well, there's a lot of wood in here. I like a lot of like metal or something like that. And you'll start to see, this is what I like. This is saying something about me. Because oftentimes we can look at style things and we think, I don't fit in these things. And you feel like I have to buy this because I'm this style, but I don't love it, but I want to be cohesive. But if you do this little exercise, you'll start to see, this is what I like. And that's what makes your home yours. That's what makes, that's why I want to come to your home because I want to see about you. So I want to see things that you love. And it's a quick exercise to help you kind of figure out what your style is. Another quick way is Pinterest is a wonderful resource. Same thing, quickly pin images you like. And then when you look at it, you'll see it looks like I like red color or I like whites or I like whatever. You can see in a quick instant, these are the things I like and that's helpful. Um, if we turn to the next page, we're going to talk about refreshing some things. And this is the fun part. I hope up to here, up to this point, that you guys have a space and, and we're going to start working through it. So, so we're going to have two ladies come up. We'll do a couple questions and demo. So I'm going to have Julie Doss and Tori Barrett. So if you guys will welcome them and we're going to come in our living room. <laughs> Take a seat, and then why don't you, um, in case, and there's a mic, so if you want to grab the mic, they're on. Uh, share with us briefly your name and kind of what you're doing in life and, you know, what kind of interior decorating things have you done in your life or pursued? Okay. Tori? Hi, I'm Tori Barrett. Um, I am in life with a husband and a two-year-old and a four-month-old, so if you hear him, he, the little ones hit back there. Um, and I'm just kind of in a busy season where I'm trying to keep my decor minimal-ish and keep it somewhat clean with little grabby hands everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, was that yeah. answered? Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm Julie. <laughs> I'm Julie and I'm married to Randy and we have three kids and we don't have babies anymore. And so I feel like we're probably one season ahead of you um, with kids. And I've always loved interior design. So I remember as a little kid, you know, just thinking of my room and my mom gave me total creative freedom. It was like, I want green walls and a blue ceiling. She's like, okay. And we did it. <laughs> it looked terrible. I don't think I ever admitted it to myself. I just told myself it was cool. <laughs> Um, and then we had an Ikea in Chicago so we could go to Ikea and I remember changing that room and she's mm -hmm. like, buy whatever furniture you wanted and you know, she made the curtains I wanted to make. So always have had an interest in that sort of thing, mm -hmm. making things beautiful and um, yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. 
So we're just going to talk. And as we're talking, um, and as they answer the questions, it's going to hit the points that are refreshed. I'm not going to read them because I don't want to take away from what they're going to share. Um, so Tori, mm -hmm. if you could share one or two ways you found where a quick change makes a big impact. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a quick change would just be you're not buying anything. You're just kind of like what you have, and but you want to make a difference in your house. So what is something that you like to do yeah. to do that? Um, so I wrote a couple things, but my first one was I love to rearrange like one of my shelves. I have a couple shelves in our living room, and I like to just completely take everything off because I do love everything that's on there, but I like to take everything and put it away in my decor closet, make that neat, and then start over. And I think that that can give like a, a seasonal refresh or just if you need a refresh, in your living room you're just kind of sick of looking at something mm -hmm. um so i just put away all my decor and my tchotchkes in the closet and just do that again um and another thing i don't know do you want me to talk about lighting now or sure like, okay yeah, go ahead another thing that i was saying that i love to do is my husband and i just kind of like low lighting like the overhead lights just don't really come on in our house and i have lots of tiny lamps just everywhere in the house they probably all look the same they're all from target they're like ten dollars and they're tiny but they can just really like warm our space and and things just i think the mood is set different if you're having a dinner party and the overhead lights are on i think people kind of want to go home a little bit at my house it's it's like a spaceship in there we put too many lights <laughs> in um but then you know if we're having a dinner party and the just the the little lamp lights are on it's this cozy mood mm -hmm. and I, I think things just change i think it's a shift i think people want to stay longer mm -hmm. they want to sit under a throw and they just you kind of want to fellowship a little longer um and i also just love mirrors i like to put a mirror in different places it can deepen your room and it can just make the the overall feel of, of your room space and like an odd corner mm -hmm. just just bigger and i just love to do that so those are the things that i kind of wrote julie woody and to add to that um you can rearrange your furniture so we've done this in our house we've got two couches in our living room they do not go together one of them's like super modern and gray and the other one is a hot pink <laughs> Velvet, like, I don't know, from the 50s or something. It's a great couch. It's, great. <laughs> it's an awesome couch. But, um, and that was a Craigslist find. But um, from time to time, we'll just kind of rearrange the couches mm -hmm. and put them in the different spaces that they can, you know, fit in without completely blocking the way into the living room. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something you can do if you're just kind of bored with your space and you just want some, a little bit of a change. You can move things around. If you have a couple accent chairs, you know, you can move those. Um, you can put two together in one space or like here we've got them separated mm -hmm. things like that um you can rearrange your art and decor so not that long ago i was like man i love all the art that i have but i'm just kind of sick of it and i've just i don't know just want to change but i don't want to have to spend money and lillian was over and we we're talking about it and she's like well let's just right now let's just move stuff and i was like okay so in my garage i have stuff that i've collected over the years from thrift stores and things like that and we went and we you know moved it around i wouldn't like, oh, know that i was like julie why is this in your garage hang this on your wall and she was like i forgot about it and it completely changed the room yep. it was it amazing. awesome so and it was free like we shouldn't have to go find it so yeah <laughs> Just even rearranging artwork. So say you have one thing over a hutch in your, you know, dining room, and then you got something else over your couch. Swap them and see if you like that. Because mm -hmm. I find, and I don't know if you guys are like this, but I tend to buy the things that I like. So even if it's not exactly quite the same style, I like it, and it's, I'm probably going to like it in a different space too. So mm -hmm. you can move things around like that, and then paint. So you know, maybe this doesn't sound quick to you, but I've bought pieces of art at thrift stores where it's got that kind of yucky yellowed 
frames and mats and things like that. And it just, you put it on your wall and it just looks kind of too dark. Paint it, you know, I've done that with so many picture frames where I've just painted the frame um, or completely changed the artwork. So I'll say, this is something I can paint over and I'm not a painter, um, uh, but you know, just I'll find an image that I like online and I'll copy it and I'll just make my own painting. And I'm like, oh, I love this. This is great now. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what it looks like. You can completely paint over mm -hmm. and start fresh. That's great. Um, so that's something I like to do. Yeah, I was going to say what you're talking about, the light. Like sometimes just um, bringing natural light in, even just like opening the windows, like that just makes such a such a difference. And even just having the lamps and such. Um, and then another thing that makes a huge difference, and this is kind of my like, if you were to ask me, what is the one thing you could do if you wanted to make a big impact is that I would bring greenery into the house. It just... You could have the most beautiful house, but when you bring some, it's like nature bringing in, and it's something that is, you can find outside, you know, you could go in your yard. If you just walk around, I mean, today's beautiful, look in your yard. We have over here on the arrangements, there are branches from like a red bud. It's beautiful. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a bouquet. Of course, that was a bouquet that was designed, but you could get, you know, if you walk around your yard, you will see, wow, I could clip that and put it in a vase and it makes such a difference. And we're gonna show you that here in a minute. But even, or if you are at the grocery store, there's always greenery, but just anything that's like alive, <laughs> bring it in your house. And it just makes such, it, it brings so much life. And of course, God's, it's God's creation. So it's gonna do that naturally. If you wanna come back, we're gonna talk about warming things up. So in the book, there's a section called Warm It Up. And this is like my favorite because I feel like, is that my book? I think that's first. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this section um, really can have fun with. There's so many things you can do to warm up a space. And like Julie said, there's no, oh, I, you need your microphone. There's no right or wrong. There's just what, I feel like interior design, all it is, is you are making things a little bit lovelier and you're making different choices and it's, it's all your preference. Like you can just do whatever, but doing something just improves. It's better than doing nothing. Um, okay, so the warm it up section, and again, we won't, actually, no, I, I skipped a section. If you wanna spend zero money, okay, this is what we're, we'll do the zero money part, because I, I, I skipped that one. So if you wanna spend, and you have no money, or you don't wanna spend any money, what are some tips you guys could share that you found that helped you make your room lovely and inviting to others, which you talked about the art. Um, is there anything else you would do? Um, I feel like we hit a lot, but if there's nothing else you want to share about that, but if you have something. Um, this is just kind of back to art, but I was mm -hmm. just saying, um, make simple art. Like you might not think you're capable of it, but I promise you everyone is capable of making a little scribble or something. As long as you're going with something that is appealing to you, like if it's your color scheme that you like or just uh, an accent color in your room, um, just try it out. Just get some watercolors and just give it a whirl. I promise you will really surprise yourself. Mm -hmm. And another thing I was thinking, we were kind of talking about sentimental things just on our own, like maybe that your kids make. Mm -hmm. Maybe involve yeah. your kids. Give them a color that you like, a watercolor that you like that matches your room, and you all can collaborate. And that little picture that you're going to throw in just a cheap frame and put on your wall is going to mean so much more mm -hmm. to you than right. something you could buy at Target. Yeah. And so that was just my advice was just try it out. You'll mm -hmm. surprise yourself, and if not, you just throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and I would add back to the paint. I love paint. I think it changes so much. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have paint, um, you know, maybe something that you, you know, a neutral color that you can use, try painting your walls. If, you know, some people, I think of my sister, she um, loves candy apple green. And it took her three houses to realize not to paint her walls candy apple green because it drove her crazy. She's just like, she'd go in her living room and be like, I just, I can't think straight. Like, this is horrible. And so she realized just because I love the color doesn't mean I should paint my walls green. So, if you, you know, you can't stain the color, you know, paint over the walls. Um, you know, you can get there's oops paint and stuff like that at Lowe's and Home Depot where they mix it wrong. And it's not exactly what a customer wanted. You know, you can always grab stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but no, this is zero money. Okay. So you can paint furniture if you've got a can of paint you know already so I've bought things off Craigslist don't love the color and I just paint it and, and then I love it you know so um, that's something you could do and then also I was going to say Julie also paints just objects <laughs> like a frame just anything I'm like that's cool she's like I painted it like just like little like decor things and I forget like it really does change like just like a little sculptural thing you can find something at thrift store and you're like that's cool but I don't like that color then just get some old paint and paint it yeah and, you know, it comes trial and error. So not everything's going to look good, but that doesn't mean to stop trying. So mm -hmm. recently I, I have some like gl green globy based lamps that I got at a thrift store. They're like seven bucks a piece and I love the shape of them. Um, but I was like, I want to do something to them. And so I like funky stuff. And so I, I got white paint and I painted like squiggles <laughs> on the side. It looks so stupid. And my daughter, she was like, mom, that's so ugly. I, said, I know. Um, so it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. You're going to make mistakes or, or, you know, it might not look great and that's okay. And I just scraped it off and there's still little speckles on some spots, but that's okay. Um, but paint is great. And then you've hit the, the flowers mm -hmm. from the yard and then there's free printable art. So mm. you can Google, you know, free printable art and it's something, you know, so I have found actually beautiful scripture, um, you know, eight by 10 scripture pages, I guess you call them, print them mm -hmm. out there hanging in my daughter's room. Um, so you can find stuff like that for free. If you mm -hmm. have a printer, you can print it out. So, and I was going to say too, just like, um, if you have a space that feels cluttered to just like organize it and clean it, you know, it does take, there's no money involved. You don't have to go buy all the like cool bins. You can just, and that will make a big difference and it doesn't cost anything. It really makes a difference. Um, okay. Now we'll hit the warming up. I think we got excited about warm up. Okay. So um, in the warming up section, oh, shop your home. I forgot. Let's go back to, if you want zero money, shop your home. Okay. So this is a big thing I think it makes a big difference so what shop your home means is that you are shopping within your house basically instead of going out and saying I'm gonna have to go out and buy these things if you look around your home and just kind of take whatever things that you're not using and put it together you know maybe even find like a little um cabinet stash things away that you collect things and so whenever you're like I just want to refresh I want to change something you have your own store just that you can shop in and it's free and you could just look in there and sometimes there are things hidden away that you've just forgotten about like oh that's really nice and then as you move and rearrange you'll say you'll see that really made a big difference that made a change and I didn't have to buy anything you know sometimes before you go out and buy get all your things together and see what you have and you will discover I, I have everything I need here. I don't need anything. I'll just clip some green stuff and use this stuff and, and it looks great, you know? 
So, um, do you have anything to say about shopping your home? I was just going to say, like, I organize mine by what it is rather than just putting all my decor together. So, when I'm rearranging a shelf or, like, a little table, I can say, like, oh, I need a little bowl. And I can take, you know, if it's a pattern bowl, it's out of the context that it used to be in and it's not near, you know, other things that it doesn't look great with. And I can say, like, oh, that little bowl actually works here. I just needed a little catch-all, but I didn't like it when it used to be on this shelf. I got sick of it. So, mm -hmm. just having it in a space that you can kind of see it in a different light yes. I think is helpful I agree I agree and um just some some of you guys might think well I don't have a place to put these things I just I like to just get rid of stuff just stick it in a box somewhere and just pull it out you know and I think if it's helpful if you put it put these items in a place that you're not going to forget about so maybe you'll see often you'll remember to grab it so I have a cabinet I have several places I don't have like a closet. I can just put things, but I have a little cabinet, a little shelf, and I put some vases in there. And so I know I need a vase that go in there. And just so instead of it being hidden in the back, back, back closet while I forget about it, it's somewhere where I know I can easily access it and I don't have to dig past things. And it just helps me and makes keeps me from having to buy something when I don't need anything. Um, so did you have anything to say about that? No, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, for me, I like to, before I think about buying something at the store, looking around, like you mm -hmm. guys are saying, and see, is there something in the basement somewhere, like <laughs> or whatever, that I could take upstairs and then work with that? And I'm surprised at how often that actually works. You know, mm -hmm. I have a couple shelves in the basement and I'll move them upstairs and put them on, you know, a little mm -hmm. space. And I don't have a ton of tabletops for lots of decoration, but, you know, just to switch it up. So mm -hmm. I've done that a lot. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go to, on page 17, the warm it up section. So I'm just going to ask you guys questions. I think we'll hit all of these things. So um, it, what are some things that you've done or some tips that you found helpful when you're wanting to warm up your room or your house? What things, Tori? Okay, I'm just going to read exactly what I yes. wrote. Okay. <laughs> I wrote, texture and dimension are key for me in one room. I love to have something from every sense and a gathering space if I can swing it. Arts and trinkets to look at, rugs, blankets, pillows mm -hmm. to feel, candles to smell, maybe music playing, whether it's, you know, a record player or just Alexa. Mm -hmm. And then um, maybe something to snack on or something to do with your hands so people can kind of ease into your space and it's less of a forward, like, we have to sit down and talk situation. Mm -hmm. So just kind of bringing elements from each of, each of your senses, it kind of can calm you down a little yeah. bit, you know, if there's mm -hmm. stuff to look at and stuff to do and stuff to hear. I don't know. That's just how I think through it, how I think through dinner parties. I kind of run through the little play in my mind of like, how's this person going to interact with the space on my couch? Will they need to put their drink over here? You know, so mm -hmm. I kind of just try to think of people beforehand and, and that's how I kind of warm up my home in, in a sense that's not warming it up with color mm -hmm. or, you know, actual warmth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I think one other, sorry, one other yeah, thing I said ahead. was I like to decorate by putting things maybe where they don't necessarily belong, like a, a funky little trinket or toy from like what my kids would play with. It's like wooden. I might put it out on display or something like that. So I think that can be like a fun conversation mm -hmm. topic and, and just kind of, I said, I have rugs on my walls, art on my kitchen shelves and little collections of things on display everywhere. And I think that can warm up your space because, you know, I think of Paulette Klaus house, if you've ever been there, it's like, oh, I would have never thought to put that there, but I love it. And it, that I kind of adapted that and I bring it into my own home that way. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's just great. kind of fun. 
I mean, I guess we've kind of hit on this, but mm -hmm. lamps, I think that kind of lighting is so cozy and inviting. So, mm -hmm. you know, say you've got an end table here that has nothing on it, try a lamp and, and turn that on, even with the, the lighting above. Mm -hmm. But um, I think lamps are a huge way. And then different materials, so wooden things, um, brass and gold things. I think mm -hmm. those make a space feel warm. If maybe you're like, man, it just feels kind of cold in here. Maybe too many bare walls might make your face feel, your, did I say face? Yes. Your space. <laughs> <laughs> your space feel, you know, a little stark or something. So maybe yes. just a picture of your family, a picture of, mm -hmm. you know, your parents. Just, it doesn't have to be a beautiful piece of art, mm -hmm. but just something on the walls, I think, can make a space feel more cozy. Yeah. And I was going to hit back on the um, kind of the senses things. I do think like, you know, if you think back to maybe your favorite home, maybe it's your grandma's, your friends, your girlfriends, your mother's, and, and maybe it's not your style, you know, but you go in there and you just love being there. You can't put your finger on why you love being there. Most people come into a space and they don't know why, why do I like this? I don't, I don't know why, but it's just lovely. Um, usually it's there, the five senses kind of are being hit so that there are, they, there's a warmth, so like this texture, um, there's like, it smells lovely, whether it's like food is being made, you know, or there's like food out or a candle is lit. Um, so you're kind of hitting these senses, what Tori was talking about. And I put that up here in the warm it up, um, that those things serve to kind of make your home a haven, even though it's not like you're thinking of like pattern and things, but you're just, you're bringing in texture you're bringing in like the light you're bringing in smell and taste like food and it just makes people want to just be there and that's probably why you love going to your grandma's house or whatever it is that you just love to be there even though it's not necessarily how you would decorate right um so I just think that's something that we can think about like Tori was going through her list when she had people over like there's something this and there's something to eat. And I think that's really just makes your home hospitable and warm. Um, I think we hit all those and we're going to do a quick, uh, oh, color. So I did want to talk in the back of this, there's a color wheel. Maybe you're familiar with the color wheel. It is on page 25. Maybe you're not. And so when we say warm it up, we don't mean like necessarily, let's just put oranges and reds in the room because they're warm colors. You could have blues and make like this is this is warm but it's all cool colors but it's just you're taking you know we have white but we have different variations of white and creams with it and it just makes it warm the wood and things so the color wheel I put in here just so you can look at how colors relate to one another um, you could warm things up with green and just do like there's a cool kind of green and there's a warm kind of green. So just looking at the color and see how they relate, I think helps just when you think about color because you can have a colorful home and it be warm, but you can also have a home that is mostly white and it could feel really warm. So I'm gonna ask you a question that I didn't ask you before, but I'm gonna ask you now. <laughs> so here's a question. How do you think through decorating through the in-between times when budget doesn't allow you to do kind of a full makeover. Okay, so for example, you're buying a new rug, but you know that you're going to be replacing, say, the couch in a few years. So what do you do? What kind of choices do you say you would do when you're kind of, you have to furnish it, but you know I'm in between, this is not going to be forever. You know, how do you think through that? What would you say? I 
think I'm just going to, first of all, tell myself I really do like these two things together. I'm going to be, like, content. Mm. But also, I might try to, like, thrift something that goes with that. I think I always, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the thrift store and see, like, what the Lord provides. Because I think I am tempted to be like, no, I do need Mm. to run out and fix this and find something that, like, goes together. But I do think that... It sounds silly, but I think the Lord cares about Mm -hmm. your decor. And I think the Lord cares about you trying to bless your family by not spending all the money and and trying to make your space functional for your family. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll be like, Lord, I just, I'm just praying that I can find the thing that goes Mm -hmm. with this need in my home. And I think the Lord has almost always answered that prayer. And I just think it's helped me be content. It's helped me practice like patience and not like, splurging on things and mm-hmm. so I think that's, that's maybe great. if that's an answer if that that's resonates with anyone <laughs> that's great do you have any thoughts yeah I mean I don't know that I can really add to that um I mean I feel like we're kind of often in the in-between mm-hmm. um with where we're at and so I think just kind of like you said just mm-hmm. finding things that might not be your favorite thing but that can work that will mm-hmm. serve its purpose and then choosing to be content yeah. and thankful so I would I would sh- add to all of that is just to remember like we're making beautiful spaces but our eternal home is heaven so yes we're making it beautiful but it's temporary you know just we want to put effort and time and thought and just to remember you know the verse in the Bible talks about the Lord is preparing a room for us and to think about okay he is he knows us. He's studied. He's constantly preparing this room for us. And, and we want to mimic him, but then also to know that's where we're going. That's our home. So as we're doing all these things, we want to mimic him and ask him for help. And he's going to provide the help. But then also to remember, like, as we're living in the in-between, because we can get so caught up in the, but it's not perfect and I don't love it. But that's okay if it's not perfect. And it's okay if you don't love it. You can do small things to make it lovely, but just to know, like, things could change. I could move tomorrow. I could, you know, and that heaven is our home. I think that helps me to just kind of hold it loosely, to not hold it so tight, just to, you know, and and I think I have more joy when I do that, when I'm, when I'm decorating. Okay. So the last thing is share a quick story or example of how the Lord has worked in your life in this area. I know we've talked a lot about this. Have you seen fruit of all of your labors and we've made lots of mistakes and made good decisions? Have you seen those affect those people who enter your home or live in your house? Tori? Um, I think I would just kind of refer back to, you know, I get ready for a party. I like stress out about it. I try to make everything perfect and always it fails. And my husband's like, see, people don't care about this mm-hmm. stuff. My, yeah. He's just always like, the people want to see us like so yeah. similarly what you were sharing. And um, I just think that after all that stress and finally just being like, you know what, Lord, if you want this dinner party to go well or this, you know, get together to go well, like you will make it and mm-hmm. you will, there will be fruit from it. And so I just think of all those times where it wasn't the dinner that I put on the table mm-hmm. or like the tablescape that I did. It's like the warmth in my home and like the couches and the throws that were just there and not thought of mm-hmm. that we're fellowshipping on our couches and we're like snuggled down talking together like me and my girlfriends like all hanging out after a dinner and I just think like that's so sweet like Mm. the dinner was like a small part of it but it's like the the things that I wasn't thinking of like the Lord was thinking of and the Lord's like you all are going to fellowship around this time and Mm -hmm. none of none of the stress and worry that happened before is going to matter um and then I was also thinking about 
just thrifting and estate sailing with like other women in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had like such fun fellowship with Paulette Clow. Like she is the queen of estate sales and getting a good deal. Um, and I just think that that's such a fun thing. Like maybe you met someone out today and mm-hmm. just say like, do you want to try to go thrifting? I don't know how to do it, but let's, let's go yeah. look and see if we can find things that will bless our family mm-hmm. and bless our home. And, and you're, there's going to be fruit from that too. Yeah. Even if you, it's a bust and you don't find anything, you're still going to be hanging out with like your friends. That's great. Yeah. I think to kind of piggyback what you're saying, I think it's so awesome to have people just in our lives. So relationships yeah. within the church where even if it's something not, you know, you're not maybe sharing the gospel that day in that moment, but just you're building a relationship with another lady in the church. So mm-hmm. call somebody, text somebody, you know, ask an older lady into your house, like, hey, can you help me? What do you think? Or somebody mm-hmm. that you think is gifted, just, and you're building that relationship. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really sweet and something really special. Yeah. So, you know, you can just, you can look on the internet and there's resources there, but then we have the resource of yeah, each other absolutely. and all of our different giftings. Yeah. So, um, and then one thing that, and I think I'm just going to read this, that I think has blessed my husband over the years is decorating cheaply. He's a teacher. So we've had to limit spending in this area. And over the years I've decorated in a way that hasn't broken the bank where I've spent beyond our means. And I think that working to make our home lovely and comfortable without overspending, which has meant shopping at thrift stores and garage sales and Craigslist and usually the clearance rack, (laughs) um, has encouraged him and how he's providing for us. Um, Instead of complaining about what we can't afford and not being able to buy the things I want, Mm -hmm. which would maybe make him feel like he's not being a good provider. So this hasn't always been easy for me. Uh, Contentment is something that I have prayed for for years Mm -hmm. and I have complained a lot in this area. But God has been so faithful Mm -hmm. and he's been helping me to grow in thankfulness through repentance of jealousy, envy, discouragement, and complaining. Literally, you know, there've been times where different people I know are able to afford the things that we can't. And I've cried, like literally like, Lord, my heart longs for these things. Mm. And I've just had to get before him Mm. and just forgive me, Lord. My heart is so caught up in the Mm. things of this world. So, you know, repenting and choosing to thank him Mm. that I have everything that I need. And I love the song. Um, It's a city of light song. And it says, there's a line, what gift of grace is Jesus, my redeemer. There Mm. is no more for heaven now to give. We have everything we need in Jesus. There is nothing greater that we could have been given. And Jesus really is enough. And he's been so good. And my happiness is thankfully not tied to having the latest home trends or magazine work the house. Mm-hmm. In this area, I've had to learn and I'm still learning that I can do all things like being thankful what I have uh, through Christ who, strength, who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a little snippet, our nine-year-old son, he's like this rough and tumble athletic boy. Um, he's been telling us recently when I'm older, I'm going to buy a piece of land and I'm going to build a house exactly like this one. And that just is so sweet to me because, you know, we've had to work on a, a small budget, but he loves our home. And so I think, you know, working mm-hmm. with what we have, it does bless our family mm-hmm. and it blesses, it blesses my nine-year-old some, somehow, some way. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much. Um, can we thank these ladies? Thank you guys. Thank you guys.